0: Yo, 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 welcome to the Make It Rain podcast. Here we are on episode six, NBA opening week. I want to introduce my remote guest today. His name is Luke. Luke, how are we doing today?
1: Hey, Dimitri. I'm doing good. How about you? Thank you for
0: having me on. Hey, the no problem. Podcast. No problem, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited, you know, to talk NBA. The NBA is back, yo. It's Yeah, back. man. We love our basketball. I we love can't... basketball. Mm-hmm. Today we're gonna talk. You know, we're gonna talk a little bit about preseason, uh, talking. You know, about the rookies, Kyrie planning to re-sign with Boston, uh, the Jimmy Butler trade drama. And okay. Also, all right. Yep. Yeah. And also, uh, we're gonna talk about opening week, so the first week of games that were last week. Uh, you know, do some reactions to that. Uh, and, you know, we'll talk about, you know, all the teams. We'll talk about rookie debuts. Uh, I also had a whatchamacallit. So this year, the NBA, uh, when you get an offensive rebound, now there's 14 seconds on the clock compared to the regular 24. So we'll talk about that. And, you know, it's the beginning of the season. There's a lot of offense, not a lot of defense play, being played right now. And we'll watch the mistakes. <laughs> yeah, lots of mistakes, and uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll do the power rankings. We'll talk about power rankings, and then we'll end all it right. with the uh, Make It Rain Award for preseason. So all, all right. right, let's do it. Let's go. Uh, all right, we're talking our uh, preseason. Uh, you know, rookies. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: So,
1: so what are
0: your, What What were your thoughts on uh, some some of the preseason?
1: Well, man, this preseason. It, it got more coverage than any preseason that I can remember from years past, yeah. honestly, mm-hmm. you know, it was taken so seriously this year, you know, the, all the different commentators from all the great sports channels, they were taking this like it's a regular season. It's not like a portion playoff time. It's crazy. Um, but it was definitely, you know, definitely one to watch this year because this year's recruiting class, um, was, has been performing so confidently that I've noticed, um, Right down from, you know, the Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young shooting his threes like he like he hasn't left college or anything. You know, normally for rookies, they're definitely a little shaky at first. Yeah. Uh, and it's for obvious reasons. But these rookies this year are incredible. They have confidence in them, and they're going to make huge impacts, I believe, this year. So I'm really looking forward to it from watching preseason. So, and, uh,
0: uh, yeah. what, what what rookies were you watching? Uh, what rookies are you looking forward to watch.
1: Oh man! Well, I know a lot of talk was around on um, like Trey Young. Yeah. For the Hawks, um, a lot of it was also around Deandre Ayton from, yeah. for um, Phoenix. He was nice. He he yeah.
0: he was nice. Like I saw some some of his plays. He was doing pretty. Uh, he had like uh, a bunch of like twenty point games, so that was pretty good. He's, he's dude, looking dude, really he, good.
1: Yeah. No. No. He's 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 covering the floor so easily.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: um. It's just incredible watching him on the boards getting his rebounds. You know, he looks so strong in the paint too. Um, he's not afraid, he doesn't back down. It's very it's very impressive watching him. And, you know, I do see now the comparisons that they're making. You know, leading up into preseason, about like they came, him. And they Devin compared Booker, him to
0: like come, Joel, right? Joel indeed That's what they did in the draft, and yeah, Joel got mad. Yeah, against. but they were even
1: saying like, you know, it could possibly be like, you know, Kobe, Kobe and Shaq 2.0. Yeah, that that, that's, that's
0: that's that's what they're saying. Yeah. The Suns, the Suns have a promising team. They really yeah. do. Like yeah, Aiton, Devin Booker, dude, that man is nasty, yo, and he's
1: so young. And you know what I noticed with, from watching preseason, a lot of these rookies and everything on yeah. their team? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm starting to see the divide between, you know, how good the West is compared to the East starting to close. It's starting to even up again yeah. a little bit more. And I'm lucky that it's, it, it makes me want to watch every single game, you know, because I, don't, I all these teams have potential, which is the first time I feel like in years that anybody's able to say that potential of making a good run in the playoffs and, you know, make be, being surprised, being surprising to the audience. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, it's really incredible to watch. Another rookie I've been I, watching is, uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, he's he played for Dallas. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, he, he comes off as a little bit quiet of a guy, but honestly, he makes some noise on the floor, man. He, you yeah. he know, he has a great eye, um, for looking around the court finding the open man and um, he, he's making a huge impact for Dallas right now. And I could see them having a really great regular season this year. Anything
0: else you want to say on the uh, recruiting class?
1: Um, all I say is that this recruiting class, again, they're going to make a huge impact on the NBA. Um, I think it's going to, I think this is the last year that Golden State is going gonna, is gonna to hold that hierarchy,
2: yeah.
1: um, you know, being the top, the top ones in the whole league. Uh, and I just think it's because of this recruiting class, this recruited class, you know, went to a lot of teams that need help, that needed help from years past, and they're going to provide it very much so. So it's going to be very, very impressive to watch and see all the challenges that Golden State and all these other bigger teams are going to come about with facing them.
0: All right. Next is on the list now we got got uh, Kyrie. Kyrie made an announcement, I think, around media day. he uh, It was, like, during the Celtics practice. Uh, he announced that uh, he was planning, if Boston, if the Celtics want him, that he will re-sign with Boston.
2: And yes.
0: That is going to yes. make me a happy camper.
2: Oh, you know me, oh. I'm, I'm
0: a Celtics lover, and, like, Kyrie Irving is, like, he is a bad dude.
1: He's a oh, bad oh, heck man, yeah. yo. Oh yeah, man, dude! I'm so happy he's resigning with
0: Boston. I just really, I really hope that the Celtics, the Celtics, cannot be a stingy organization. <laughs> I know Kyrie has like, uh, you know, he has knee problems, and you know, he's not all, he, he's not always healthy. And you know, I, I'm sure there are like questions if they should give Kyrie the max or not. But like, you gave Horford the max, and you gave Hayward the max. So I mean he's probably gonna be they just need to take care of Kyrie Irving.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. see that's the thing about Kyrie. He's loyal. He can be very loyal. But you gotta but you, you gotta, gotta take know care his care the dude. Yeah, you gotta know his work. And I think the Celtics know that though. So, I hope so. what's great though is that I think injury wise with Kyrie, it's gonna be it's gonna be much more minimal compared to years past. Because mm-hmm. yes he is he's you could say he's the main man. But honestly, on that team, they can rotate individuals in and out of positions, you know, and just, it, it just like, you know, just their team is so deep. So he doesn't have to be on the floor as much as he has been called upon in years past, especially with his time in Cleveland. With Cleveland, it was just him as the number two. Yeah. And honestly, you don't even know if he's the number one or number two, I've heard, on this team. Because Jason Tatum will, you know, he, He's on the, the come rise. up. Yep. Yeah, He's on the yeah, yeah. And honestly, people have said that Jason Tatum—he might be, he might be even better than Kyrie. He might be their number one option, yeah. um, but without them even knowing. But you know, Kyrie, Kyrie, I think just taking this, taking last year to rest. You know, the rest of last year off from you know playing and just relaxing. Like, especially his team develop. You know, yeah. gain confidence about him having having to be on the floor to, you know, motivate them or anything like that.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: think it's going to be so beneficial. And I think the Celtics are going to take really good care of Kyrie just because of his influence he brings to the team and just knowing what he can do. I
0: really hope so that that they do. I mean, I can see them not doing it, but, you know, I really, I really hope the Celtics take care of him because, you know, He's a super, he, when healthy, that man is a superstar. And, you know, like, he's not like – he could be part of a chip to to bring you over the hump. When they won the first uh, championship, like, you know, LeBron did most of – you know, he did most of the work. But Kyrie's, you know, he was clutching the fourth. He hit those big shots. He hit that big shot over Steph Curry. Like yeah. – You know the way you use Kyrie's like man, Kyrie wants the ball in the fourth. You know he's the closer on the team.
1: Kyrie is Kyrie is a point guard, and that's that's like a feeling that I felt that was lost in Cleveland. And he directs the floor, and you can't do that if you have LeBron James on your team. Now I love. Now, you know I love LeBron. I love me some LeBron, man. You know, I've been watching the Lakers and everything. They ain't doing too hot right now, but I still got faith in them. So don't worry. They can't now, stop nobody. They can't yeah, yeah. stop anybody. Yeah. But the thing is, is that Kyrie is still a point guard. Yeah, he can do many things. He's very versatile on the floor. Yeah. But you got to remember that he's the director on that floor. He runs the show. He runs the place. Not saying that he's a showboater, but it's just that that's his role. That's the role that he's put in. So, you know, I think the Celtics know exactly what they want to do with Kyrie. And it's, you know, just for him to be that true point guard. If they need him to put up numbers, he'll put up the numbers. They know that. And they can ask that upon him. But they know they have a team around him that he wanted. He wants a a team that is supportive and that is... Also, the
0: uh, Celtics have a good organization compared to Cleveland.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, so. oh, Cleveland was just a mess. It's it was a, a mess, mess like, and, and LeBron mm-hmm. was he...
0: Basically, everything... LeBron was everything. He was the GM, coach, and and player. You
1: know,
2: everyone's yeah. Like that, so...
1: Yeah, after that year, sure they won the champ, The chip, dude. It just started falling apart from there. Yeah. So, um. but yeah, you know, I think the Celtics with Danny Ainge... Danny Ainge is, uh, is, in my book, the smartest GM there is out there. He knows when, you know, the market's going to get hot. For draft for drafting yeah he, he, he did a great job of getting this crew together I know you know to Boston fans it was an Isaiah Thomas that was a, that was a huge impact that was a huge impact um, you know you didn't know you didn't know where the organization was going and especially taking on Kyrie um, and but I think now having seen the full picture Coming to play now with just having Jason and the development of Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is going to be huge this year. Um, He's stands just having Al Horford, having all these guys, yeah. just you know, being there. They're they're are un, an unselfish team. They're not out there for the they're not out there for you know the glitz and fame of it all. They're they're out there for it. Yeah, for they, the team. they
0: they all buy in, so that's that's good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know Brad Stevens, incredible coach, honestly. Yes, incredible. Coach. So you know i i I think Kyrie, I think Kyrie's going to be happy there for a while. I think he truly does want
0: it. Now we're gonna talk about uh, the Jimmy Butler situation. What What happened was uh, they had practice, and then like Jimmy took like all the third stringers and he beat, like, the first stringers of, like, you know, Cat and Wiggins, and then, mm-hmm. you know, he went on the jump yep. and talked to Rachel Nichols, and, you know, he just oh, yeah. had, he had an outburst about practice. He's like, yo, y'all need me? Y'all can't win yeah. without me? <laughs> and oh, know, yeah. I thought it was mad funny, and then, like, the next day they, like, canceled practice. But, like, yeah, Jimmy but- – I mean, see, for me, the Jimmy Butler situation, a lot of people are saying, like, it's about, you know – I know it's partly about money. I don't think it's all about money. It's mostly w- Wiggins and uh, Towns just don't have that dog in them, yo. They're just, like, that team
1: is they just soft. They don't. You no, know? they don't. They just you know, soft. Do-
0: like, I, was, I remember I was talking to someone about this, and, like, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, Jimmy Butler's, like, stupid. He just wants the money. And I was like, I was like nah. Like, you know, Wiggins and Cat, like, especially Wiggins. Wiggins is soft, and, you know. Cat Cat is like in the middle and like mm-hmm. yeah so they paid uh, they paid Wiggins mm-hmm. first like I think it was last year or something but and then like at the end of the season Jimmy he he requested a trade like during the summer before they even paid Cat before they uh, extended him so it was like you know I'm like it's, I don't think it, I don't think it's because he wants to max I just you know I think the team is just sucks and he just you know, he's emotional about it because, like, the organization is just trash.
1: And, you know, basically... Jimmy, J- yeah, no, I see, where you, I see what you're saying. Jimmy's frustrated. Jimmy's is. very frustrated with the organization because they don't have a... He, he doesn't believe they, they have a backbone. No, and, uh, that's true. When it, when it comes to competition with, yeah. with, with everybody else around him, he sees how the NBA landscape is changing. Very much so. And, you know, it seems like the Minnesota, their organization isn't changing, isn't evolving around with it. Um, and he also feels like I think he's underappreciated at yeah, times for sort the of things I think he so does. Um, and honestly, I think overall in the whole league, um, Jimmy Butler is underappreciated as okay. being a superstar. Now people don't think of him as being a superstar. He doesn't get the same attention as like a James Harden, would, Steph Curry, LeBron James, mm-hmm. um, you know, even like even Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. Honestly, I, that's my opinion. But I don't think Jimmy Butler gets the same attention that he should be getting because he's earned it. He comes up, dude, so clutch for Minnesota in the tightest moments.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and I feel like that just flies under the radar so many times. And you he, know, whether and he
0: was uh, he was like a first like. He was one of the like last picks, I think, in the first round. Like and you know Wiggins and Towns were like the first overall pick. So like it mm-hmm. was like Oh yeah. You know, like yeah. The, like Jimmy, he's a hard worker. You know. Yeah. Cat, yeah. No, no, no. Cat and Wiggins is just like, you know, they're just talented. But Jimmy yeah. just works hard. Like, how do you lose how do you lose to Jimmy Butler and a bunch of third stringers?
1: Like and see that see that's the thing. Yeah. that Jimmy Butler knows how much work he's put in mm-hmm. and I do and I do believe in what he says in the fact that like you know the younger guys yeah they were first round draft picks you know with Andrew Wiggins and Towns and you know a lot of younger guys but they, they don't have the work ethic that will help them put themselves over that hump
2: yeah
1: Jimmy, Jimmy feels alone right now. He feels like the organization isn't backing what he's saying, yeah. and his teammates don't have, you know, any gut when the time, when you, when you know the times get tough or anything like that. They don't have the guts to be able to pull themselves out of it. Um, and it's it. I think it's really he's he. Yeah, he's very brutally honest, but there is honesty in what he's saying. And I feel like the organization is not only holding him back, but he's also explaining how the organization is holding their whole team back as well from progressing into the playoffs further than they've been before. Because they're always getting knocked out either first first round, you know, sometimes. Yeah, basically, after yeah. he
0: came, they, did, they didn't even have not made the playoffs in 15 years. And then yeah. when he came there, I mean, it kind of sucked that he got injured. Because if he didn't mm-hmm. get injured, they probably would have been a higher seed. Yeah. Yeah, and, no, know, no, most definitely. And they would have had a better matchup. Like, I want, I remember last year, I thought, see, I thought uh, Golden State would have more trouble with them than Houston. So I wanted Golden State to face uh, the Timberwolves. I thought that would have been a better series than them facing the Spurs. And I, I'd rather the Spurs face uh, the Rockets. Mm-hmm. It would have been like, uh, you know, that, those would have been pretty more competitive games.
1: The problem with the Timberwolves is because they, they, they have all the pieces they need to advance in terms the playoffs and go for a deep run and get to the Western Conference Finals. They, 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 ha- they have what they need. They just, they just don't have the grit. They, they don't just have don't have the grit. Yeah, they
0: don't have the grit. Then the toughness, like, and Coach has the toughness. Jimmy Butler has the toughness. There's no one else on that team, and they just – they just
1: don't execute.
0: Like, down the stretch, they make key mistakes, and they just, they just don't
1: execute. You know? And, you know, another voice I think needs to speak up in that organization is Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose has been through hell and back, man. Yeah. And though him and Jimmy have had have butt heads in the past with their time being together on the Bulls, I think a lot of that is starting to be pushed aside now because Derrick Rose is also a very hardworking player. He mm-hmm. puts his all on the floor, and he doesn't take his time out on the court for granted. Um, and I think everybody needs to kind of embody that in their organization in order to get themselves further into the playoffs, because otherwise they're going to keep getting knocked out first round and not second, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be like the Clippers. They're never going to be, they're, they're never going to honestly
0: get, do remind me of the Clippers where they just have so much potential,
1: but like, yeah.
0: it just, it
1: just they're doesn't, all, they, they doesn't work re- out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. So you know, I think on um, with Jimmy Butler's part, yeah, I understand that he probably came off not in the right way. Take you know, calling the organization out and his teammates, like you know, yeah. out on, on on what's going on and like how he he just didn't handle himself right. Mm-hmm. But I do believe he was he was speaking truth to the team and to the organization. And you know, honestly, Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau needs to step up too because he has that he, he has what. They need that. What our organization needs, he knows what it takes to get to the playoffs, get to the, get to the conference finals. He's been there. And he's a tough, he's a tough coach. Honestly, he's a great coach. Um, so I think it's. I think the Timberwolves, they definitely need some work. And uh, I think that last game with Jimmy Butler when he played, uh, he was making a statement. Who they play
0: on Friday, but he had like thirty-something points with like twelve shots.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think this. <laughs> This year is going to be a make or break, make it or break it kind of year, I think, for this current Wolves roster because um, Jimmy Butler is up in arms and I think Carl Anthony Towns is starting to see it, whether he's going to, you know.
0: Well, I mean, you know, Towns and Wiggins are, are the future. Like, Jimmy's probably going to get, like, traded or if he, he doesn't wants get, to get traded, him. he's leaving in free agency. So, you know, I don't see him staying there. But, uh,
1: no, we, no, unless something changes Dimitri, you know, he's not
0: going to stay. Yeah. I don't blame him. All right. Well, uh let's let's get into opening week now. Uh so opening week, you know, first game was the uh, 76ers versus Celtics. So that was Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So this is probably Eastern Conference uh finals preview. But well, my takeaway from the game was, you know, Tatum was on Tatum's on the rise, yo. Like Tatum, yeah, man. At least the you first, the first two games, you know what he played. He's just on the rise. Like he's just—he ex- basically came where he left off from the playoffs,
1: and that's. You know. And I'm, and, you know, I think it's gonna just keep getting better and better for him. Yeah. Um, he take he takes his game very seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a true he's a true student of the sport. Yeah. Um And he, you know, he, he he's confident. He's just confident in himself. He's not cocky, which I love about him, but he's just confident. And, um, I think that, that translates to his teammates. Um, and you know, it, it just going back to Kyrie, it takes a lot of pressure off Kyrie. And, you know, I think it's going to help with, you know, the leadership. It's going to help develop Kyrie as more of a leader rather than the scorer he has been known as in the past, you know? Um, and you know, I think Tatum's just going to make huge strides this year, and I'm I'm, I'm He's predicting that probably an All
0: Star this year.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I think I think the Celtics are going to have a couple of All Stars, which is going to be fairly really great. Yeah, I could the, see Jalen Brown being an All Star. Yeah, um I you know probably it, like the, it,
0: the the possibly the whole starting five.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could you know, happen. If it was... Whole starting <laughs> yeah. five could be All Stars. It, it would, dude. Even like Morris he could be an all-star if, nice. he, if he plays this well throughout the whole yeah. season, he could be an all-star, which is pretty crazy to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think in just Brad Stevens' uh, system, I think a lot of players, if they get the chance of playing in it and they weren't given the coverage that they think that they earned and, you know, the hard work that they've been putting in the years past, um, an example of that is Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Um, I think when players do play for Brad Stevens, uh, you bring the full potential that.
0: out. He, he yeah, exactly. Out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, you know, and yep. They're and they're good in the system. Yeah, it's system. And, and, and it's amazing. And, you know, I think they're the only ones that are capable of competing with Golden State. And honestly, I think they have the pieces to be able to overthrow them in the finals. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, I think they're much deeper than Golden State is right now. They are. Um, and they, their talent is just, it's unreachable, I think, if you look at it compared to two Rosters together um, between Golden State and Boston. Yeah. Um, they got the Celtics. Got the shooters. Celtics got you know amazing defense compared to Golden State. Um, Golden State, I think, is now just relying on the talent that they got. Yeah, but the Celtics, they're... The thing with, you know,
0: Golden, the thing with Golden State, Golden State's just top heavy. Like they're starting five, but what after that? Igudala and uh, you know that's basically it. Like their bench exactly. is not as not as good.
1: Dimitri, I would say four years ago was when Golden State looked totally unbeatable because their their death on their bench was much better than it is now. Oh well, yeah, I mean um, they
0: had to give up, they had to give up everybody. Like, yeah. They gave up they gave up everyone for Kevin Durant. So
1: Yeah, quite. exactly. And I think that hurt them in the end. You know, I think this is gonna be if they're gonna win another championship, I think this would be their last year. Um and but I don't even think that they'll even get the chip this year. I could see the Celtics coming home with it, honestly. Um, and, uh, yeah, just going back to that game, though, um, 76ers versus Celtics. 76ers um, like,
0: haven't changed at all. That's what they I haven't. noticed. Like, you know, I think Markel Fultz has to be that third guy. He but, has like, to. you know, he's going he's gonna to develop. So, you know, exactly. it's, it's going to take a while, but, like,
1: He's a great rookie. He's a great pick. He, he, he is um, a great rookie. Yes, but the thing, the problem is, is that he's going to need that development time. He's not going to come off right off the bat like Jason Tatum did last year.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: Markel Fultz has a great future. He and I could see the 76ers becoming a threat in the future, being a big threat in the East. Um, I, just I don't, don't think they,
0: you're right. I don't think it's their time yet.
1: I, it's not their time. It's not it was, their time. No, give them, sh- them a
0: couple years though. Maybe like a year or two. Exactly. Uh, they keep getting good picks. But yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's talk. Uh, so, Pelicans-Rockets was the day after. And, uh, basically, I watched that game. And, like, the first game the Rockets played, and, like, I don't know about other games, you could just tell, like, the defense is just, you know, Trevor Reza and Lu- Luke and are just missed. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. every it mm-hmm. was just like a layup line. Or a three-point, like, barrage. Like, there's no contest. And I was just like, you know, Andy Davis put up monster numbers. He had, like, 35 his first night. 35, 36, like, 18 rebounds. He almost had a triple-double his first game. And Martin was doing well. He was shooting them threes. And, like, I was like, I watched it, and Rockets got blown out by, like, 20 that game. The first game. Now, I know it's only the first game, but, like, you know, the Rockets were at home, and it's just, like, that was a shock to me. I was like, wow. I thought, yeah. I thought I thought the Rockets were going to win easily, because, like, I, did, I didn't have, I know Anthony Davis is on the Pelicans, but, like, I didn't have too much high hopes, because, like, I know he's the man, and, like, you know, Drew Holiday's nice, too, but, like. And you know, yeah, no, you know, they still don't... got Miritich and you know Randall, but like I'm like, who else is there? And they just looked really good.
1: Yeah, I know the Pelicans. The Pelicans are scrapped. They're they're scrapped yeah. team, but you know, but that's but they have a hardworking ethic, and I think that helps them put themselves over the hump a lot. Mm-hmm. And especially with this Rocket defense being diminished from last year's, um, like you said, they're missing Trevor Ariza, big, yeah. huge, dude missing piece. A lot, yeah, exactly. Um, and you know I think that with just having uh, you know the systems the Rockets like to, to you know play in
2: yeah.
1: uh, it's, it's not gonna be as helpful as it was last year because they don't have that backbone of defense they can rely on on the other side of the court. Nice. Um, yeah. And I, they have to give up they had to give up pieces for Carmelo and I don't know how, how helpful he's gonna be this year honestly because he I
0: think, to- I, I think Carmelo should start. I don't know why he's coming off the bench I, I, I don't really like that. I think, you know, he should start with them.
1: I think he's got. I, I, I hope he starts, I hope he does. Um, I just hope he starts in the future. I don't think right now, he yeah. needs to see how the ball moves on this team. Through, mm-hmm. You know, while he needs to see like that he can't be as ball dominant anymore because this, or else he won't fit. This yeah. team revolves around ball movement and shooting threes. And yeah, he's a great post-up shooter, yeah. but as soon as, but as soon as he catches that ball, he it goes into iso play, dude. He do, does isolation. You know, I have a question, question for you. Do
0: you mm-hmm. like do you like Houston style of play? I I don't really like Houston style of play that much. It's a lot. Houston? It's a lot of isolation and like like as a defense. When I watch Houston, I'm like, you. I can always live with those shots. Like if James Harden is gonna step back on me all game. Mm-hmm. You know, I- I'm going to live with that. Like, you know, it's basically, dri- you know, James Harden, CP3 create, and then, like, once you get in the paint, the defense collapse, like, and then, you know, you kick out to the shooter. But, like, sometimes, most of the time, they just, you know, James Harden is at the top of the key. You know, he's just dribbling. And, like, you know, shot clock winding down. Like, sometimes he will drive, and sometimes, you know, like, to keep the defense on edge, he-, he has to, like, step back and, you know, take the three. But, like as a defense man i'm just like honestly i'm happy for him taking the step back 3 you know if it goes in it kind of sucks I'm yeah, no, like you mm-hmm. know as like a basketball fan i'm just like you know i play good defense and he missed so you know
1: yeah yeah no they they do they do you know tend to stop the ball too especially but they keep the ball moving down the court and that's the problem with Carmelo he yeah. doesn't he catches that ball. He's taking it up the court most of the time. If, it's, if it if if the style of play is gonna you know fit for him, mm-hmm. um, and he as soon as it, that's just my biggest worry with him is that he understands the system, but just naturally he won't. He, it's gonna take him some time to adjust, and you know I I don't know how much time it's gonna take because they're looked at as the team still to be able to compete with Golden State. Especially yeah. in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. and you know that's a lot of pressure. Especially after you know training a lot of your best defensive players away, um, and you know Carmelo. Well,
0: that's how they almost beat Golden State too, is with defense. So they kind of lost their defensive identity.
1: Exactly. So with Carmelo now, now he has a, he's he's a he's an All Star. He's a, he's a fantastic player. Has everything you you could want. On the offensive side of things, on the defensive side, he 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 gives up on that side of the floor. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't care, and it's, and it's shown. And um, you know, I don't know if that's going to help motivate them at all to any of them to play defense or like they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is going to be a it's going to be a big factor into whether he's going to do play well. And, and cause the team to excel or if it's going to just, um, just they're going to be how they were last year. Um, unfortunately last year, Chris Paul had to leave due to injury. Yeah. Um, I think, I think they could have definitely beat Golden State, um, but I don't know what's having Carmelo on the team now. If, if they will get over that hump, um, it's the third all-star, you know, Another big three to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to watch and see how it plays out. Uh, but you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm, definitely still a little skeptical of Carmelo's game and the adjustments he's going to have to make.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, we also had uh, some Warriors and Jazz played on that Friday, and basically, that's yeah. my takeaway from that. The Jazz. All right, so they were at Jazz. Jazz put up eighty-one on them in the first half. Mm-hmm. I know the Warriors mm-hmm. ended up winning the game, but like yeah. you know, and we'll talk. But, I, we're gonna talk more about like the defense later, and like you know how there's like no defense being played right now. But like yeah. you know it was a clo- it, That was a close game. It was a really good game. It went back and forth in the fourth. And you know the Jazz are gonna be the
1: Jazz are gonna be a huge problem in the playoffs for Golden State, I believe. Um, they proved the point of last year yeah. of being, you know, they're, they're on the come up um, with Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And I think just with the added recruiting class and just what they have right now, it's, they're, they're going to give, they're going to be a huge problem for all the bigger teams out West. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be scary. It's gonna be scary to watch them go the Jazz, up again. Jazz,
0: they have a. I like. I like. Yeah. I mean, I like the play style and I like the way they play. And they're really, they're really good at home.
1: Uh-huh. They're
0: really good on yeah. defense.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, and, you know, they're 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 dirty on yeah. defense. They're not dirty in a bad that, way. That's
0: that's so, like their i their identity.
1: Like you know. they mm-hmm.
0: They're not gonna, Gobert, let, they're not
1: gonna that.
0: Mm-hmm. Like Gobert, it's nasty. And you know Donovan Mitchell. I, I mean, I like them, and, like, usually, like, I know when I talk about Utah, I don't really – I, to me, I think they're kind of overrated. I don't think they're going to be as good, but, like, you know, I, I'm excited for them. Like, you know, they – I think they're going to be middle of the pack. Like, there'll be issues for Golden State, but I don't have them, like, top seed or anything like, like that. You know, I think they're going to be, you know, good. Basically what they were last year, you know, and maybe a little bit better. Like, they'll improve. I don't see them being like the,
1: you know. See, I I, I can I can see what the, I can see that right now. Yeah. Um, but I but I'm also thinking about trade deadline mm-hmm. next year. Um. And you know, there's gonna be a lot of pieces shifting around. And That's true, it, yeah. it. And you know, you don't know what can happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm definitely putting the Jazz as you know I could see them being a seventh seed, a seven a solid seventh seed, if not sixth, a sixth seed going into the playoffs. Um, you know, they're, they're, I love their style. I love their style of defense, especially like you said, I think it's their trademark. Um, and it, it can, it can cause, you know, the best of players to get super frustrated, honestly. And, you know, that causes their team to lose against the Jazz because they get in their heads. They get in their heads in a good way of playing really good defense. Um, so, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to watching their games. And uh just
0: just seeing how it all plays out. Alright. Uh so Saturday, Rockets, Lakers, Spitgate. Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> Ingram,
0: in- so Ingram Jeez. basically fouled Harden and you know, mm-hmm. he he got mad and then he pushed Harden and then he got up all he got up all in the ref's face. And then like, yeah. and then Rondo and CP three got into it, and you know apparently oh Rondo it, spit on him, and you know they say they have so video. <laughs> it was they said they had video like evidence of it, and and then basically they're punching each other, and then uh, Ingram comes in with a sucker punch from the back, and you know they all get suspended. That
1: was so dumb. That
2: oh my god. Ingram, Ingram was
1: dumb for that. He's he started that was the whole so, thing. So. St- that was, oh, my God. That was so unnecessary to treated. It, it was. okay, You know, I don't even understand why did... Okay, I saw the whole play, but why did Ingram first even push James Harden Ex- in the first place?
0: Like, yeah. It was just like, review it because he thought it was like an and one. And then I guess Ingram just got mad salty, so he just pushed him. He's like... <laughs> like,
1: why? Like, what the heck? Yeah. How would that How would that have improved... You know, the situation that was already at hand.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, and then, like Rondo was CP3. Honestly, I did. What I saw coming was Ingram and James Hart again into a fist fight. Not freaking Rondo and CP3. <laughs> now I know that I understand that they've had beef yeah. for like the longest of times. Mm-hmm. But then, like, just like the person who instigated it was Ingram, and yeah. just him throwing in that sucker punch out of nowhere. You know, just coming off. just he, he went off screen. It was so funny because then the focus of the cameras was on Rondo and CB3. But then you just see Ingram come out of nowhere, just sucker punch, you know, freaking first ball in the face. Like yeah. the game Super Smash Bros. or something. And i went, gosh. So, so yeah, now that all three of them are suspended. Yeah. Um, you uh, know, so
0: Ingram got four games. Uh, Rondo, he got three. And then C 3 got two. Uh, yeah, a lot of people thought. I think I think that's the right amount of suspension. I didn't think you know. It, a lot of people thought that Ingram should have got like ten games. I was like, oh, ooh, man, that's, no, that's kind of a bit much. That's mad excessive. Like I think they did. Like they might have did that in the past, but like I didn't think his suspension warranted that much. I thought it should be like
1: five games or less.
0: Yeah, that's
1: that's what I was thinking too, dude. So I mean, I think they, I think they, nice
0: I think they got it right, like, this, yeah.
1: It's fair. Everything's fair. Um, Let's just not, let's just hope it doesn't happen again. But let me ask you this. A lot of people, you know, are talking about how LeBron sided with Chris Paul with the whole incident. What do you think about that? How do you think that's going to affect the team, especially with LeBron's relationship with with, uh, Rondo? Because in the Uh, beginning of the season, you know, LeBron would talk up Rondo and Mm -hmm. his IQ and, you know, how he's like one of the best people on the in the game that can see the floor the way I do and stuff like that. Yeah. But how do you think that now this is gonna affect the relationship that they have and overall the Lakers, the Laker team?
0: What do you think? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh wow. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was th- <laughs> maybe to maybe to like Rondo that's gonna be like a big deal. But like, I in yeah. my opinion, I honestly, when LeBron like, you know, because lebron and like cv3 are so close i was like i didn't think that was a big deal lebron was just trying to be like the peacemaker and stop the fight like
1: you know that's what
0: his role and everything
1: was yeah i know but LeBron, but um i know just from rondo's personality and yeah. you know i mean there,
0: there might be like a little like you know things between them which... Yeah, I know,
1: but it's just like I, I kind of just, I feel like Rondo could feel like he's been being deceived for a little while from yeah. LeBron's it, attitude towards him. And I don't. I, I'm just I'm just hoping that you know his, his him, him being on the court, you know, okay. them being on the court together isn't going to be an issue, mm-hmm. especially with Rondo. You know, might with him maybe feeling like that. Uh, he's been deceived and uh you know lebron has just been all talk um and maybe he does know it's just business honestly too yeah. but i think rondo can be can't take things personally at times uh,
0: that that that's not a personal thing I, that that what happened was not personal so
1: Okay. Yeah. So you know, I'm just I'm just hoping that you know this thing just blows over and that we can just get back to basketball. Honestly. <laughs> so, Lakers, but it was pretty it funny. It was, it was pretty, pretty funny. funny. But
0: Lakers need to stop people, you They over 120 they, yeah, a hundred like twenty points a game. Yeah, a hundred forty three on them. Like how? Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Crazy. No. A lot, yeah. It's it, so the Lakers. Honestly, they.
0: I mean, and I think we all expected lot. this, so
2: <laughs>
1: maybe not, start. maybe
0: not as bad, but we expected a slow it is, start.
1: It's, it's, it's tough with LeBron. That's it the is, thing. yeah. It's he's tough just... with having him on the floor because, not yeah, he's a great player, and you would love to have him on any team. But the time for adjustment to get him into the system. And, well, you know,
0: LeBron is his own system. Like he can be, his yeah, own, he can be his own <laughs> system. That's,
1: yeah, see that's the thing is like LeBron has LeBron's And you gotta adjust to him,
0: he's not gonna adjust Le- to you, you gotta adjust to him
1: Yeah, and the thing is that LeBron has always been in the fact of You know, having to play player as and coach at the same time For the majority of his career
2: Yeah. And
1: I just, you know, I'm just hoping that It just all works out because I could see this being a really great team yeah. I've seen flashes in preseason of how they pass the ball, and what LeBron was saying is that he wanted people on the team that had high IQs, kept the ball moving, and you know knew just knew the the knew where everybody was on the court at all times. Um, and I did see a little little here and there, um, you know, images of you know what the Showtime Lakers were. Yeah, uh, I do have. Plenty of hope for them still, and say that they'll get it all together. But they definitely come off from a slow start. But I think it's something to be expected, especially with having
2: LeBron on the
0: team. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, for some of these next couple things, we're going to do some rapid fire. So uh, Pelicans, they had a you know hot start. I think they're like either two and zero or three and zero. So you know Davis has been looking really good. Meritage.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. They're like. I, I didn't think they would be as good as I probably said earlier. So that's really good for them.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm just hoping that the consistency with how they're playing. Both yeah,
0: on I, I hope they're consistent.
1: The defense, it, 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 stays, it stays throughout the whole regular season. Yeah. So then it can, like, you know, help them get into, like, a habit, a habit mm-hmm. of playing well on the defensive side, but also being able to translate that onto the offensive side as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, right. I think it's, it, I think they're going to have a really great season this year. Um, I'm hoping that they will go a little bit further than they did last year in the playoffs. Um, I know it was a huge, huge impact on their season last year with losing Demarcus Marcus Cousins, but I'm hoping that him leaving and just, you know, kind of leaving a better taste in the Pelicans' mouth about mm-hmm. it all, yeah. um, I'm hoping that's going to kind of give them some motivation this year to kind of get over that hump. All right. All right,
0: uh, so Kemba's carrying in the Hornets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Averaging, like, 33. It's basically Kemba,
1: a... dude. Kemba Walker's a nasty. Dude, I, I watched him playing for UConn, man, that yeah. his senior year. That was crazy. But, yeah, no. He,
0: he needs some help out there.
1: <laughs> he, does. He, he does. He needs his help for a long time, though. Which I don't understand why he hasn't had any sort of, you know, second... You know he hasn't had like another All Star join him. I don't know why, because he's such a great he's such a great point guard. Yeah. You know he he knows where everybody is on the floor. Um, he he knows just how to play the game in its natural form. He's not very showy, which I love about him as well. Um, and I just I don't know why he hasn't had another you know superstar join him, which is very strange. Charlotte.
0: Shocked, yeah, I guess. All right, yo- Jokic, uh, eleven for 11, 35 points on the other triple double. Dude. I know it was against Dude, the he... Suns, but yo, that's nothing to sneeze at. Dude,
1: that Denver, Denver—they're <laughs> gonna be—they're—they're uh, they're, they're he...
0: my dark horse.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're that's a good place. That's a good place for them. Um, on Jokic's side, um, he—he's not afraid. He really isn't he's not afraid of any of the bigger competition he faces which is very impressive
0: he's a really um, good passer
1: he's, he's a great passer inside uh, his, his shooting ability for a big man is is really great um, and uh, you know it's he's he's just a, he knows he knows the floor too yeah. he knows the floor and The thing is, is that he can take you off the dribble being a big man. And that's very impressive too. Um, but just the shooting capabilities he has impresses me the most, Mm -hmm. um, anywhere on the floor, he can, he can make that shot, which is really crazy. He could be even, it could be pretty far beyond the arc and he'll still, he still has, you know, the chance of making it. And, um, you know he can drive the ball in; nobody can stop him, which is really, which is really cool. Um, he gets to wherever he needs to be, uh, and he's 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 a really great teammate. He's a really yes. great passer, like mm-hmm. you said. Good passer. Um,
0: he just needs yeah. to work on his defense. He's a really good offensively.
1: Really good. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So you know, Denver is going to make some noise this year, I believe. So yeah. they're going to be exciting to watch.
0: Alright, uh Jimmy Butler, he's been carrying the Wolves these past three games, so mm-hmm. you know he yep. thirty point gains. Alright, uh some rookie dig buttes Uh Ayton was doing good. He had multiple twenty point gains. Luca oh, Luca's yeah. been looking real good.
1: Right? Mhm. For Dallas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, most definitely. Like I was saying before, dude. He's, he's been looking he's, real
2: good. He's a competitor. Yeah, he
1: really is. I think he's gonna make a huge impact for Dallas this year. I know they're kind of still in that rebuilding mode of things. Yeah. But um, I think they're gonna be a team to watch. A team to watch for years that are to come up. All right. Uh,
0: Trey Young. Trey Young had a, a 30, 30 plus game. On, mm-hmm. Was it, Saturday? it might have been Saturday. 30 plus 30 plus, 35 and 10.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, no, he's he's a he was a
0: great pickup for the Hawks. He's what they needed. I wish he went uh, to the, I wish he went to the Knicks. That's what my hope well, was. Him in New York. Oh, but maybe the bright well, lights would have been too much for him. Now.
1: Well, imagine if Trey Young and um, and uh, Luca were together because the Hawks did draft Luca originally. Yeah, okay, and then uh, yeah,
0: they they like trade. Yeah, and then they other. trade him.
1: But I think if they were paired up together, that'd be that'd be. That'd be a great place for them to rebuild from. But I think having Trey, you know, having to build around him, he's a he's a good, confident kid. You know, he he buys to the system, yep. um, and he's he, he's gonna he's, he's young. He's young, but I think he's gonna be somebody to really watch in the future. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh. So. Uh. So something new they did this season was, uh, when you get an offensive rebound. Uh, you get 14 seconds on the shot clock compared to the uh, regular 24. So I've been noticing this, and, like, this is, like, now, I mean, now some teams, like, they'll just run out the clock, and, like, they'll get a bad shot, because, like, you know, they're not used to it, so they can't, like, set up their phase, or, like, even in, when, in the fourth quarter, like, you know, when you get an offensive rebound, you just want to milk the clock out. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're milking out 14 seconds compared to the 24 seconds, so you know that, that's mm-hmm. going to be an adjustment for you know the NBA teams. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's
1: going to be an adjustment. Um, I think it's good. I think yeah, it's good. I think it's good too. It makes
0: the game. They were saying it makes the game go faster. I
1: think that's it weird. might help. I, mean, I think I'm. I think it might help more prevent positions. another any more uh, sort of J.R. Smith blunders. <laughs> uh, um, so you know, I think people will be a little bit more aware of the yeah. time clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a great adjustment. I think um, there needs to be some more adjustments, I think, in the NBA as well. Yeah. Um, just because I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of laid back sort of rules mm-hmm. that I think need to be adjusted because it gives just players um, the ability to outmatch some other players just based off of like even just size discrepancy.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and so, you know, I think, it's, I think it's a good adjustment overall. I think it is. It gets, it's plenty of time. You don't need a full. Yeah, you don't uh, need a full 24-second or, shot. Or, exactly. So, you know, I think it's going to also help push the floor a little yeah, bit more. Push, push uh, the tempo.
0: Push the, yeah. So, you know,
1: it's, it's good. Exactly. So, you know, it, it just also makes it more exciting when you see it. Yeah, it's you know, more uh, to watch. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's going to be really good. I think it's a good. I think it's a good change.
0: So uh, a lot of uh offense is being played now, not a lot you're not seeing a lot of defense being played right now. I understand it's the first week, you know, but like I've been mm-hmm. seeing wide open threes where like no one's in sight, dunks. You mm-hmm. know, it's just Yeah. No defense. Yeah, no. no, but it's like
1: you said, it's understandable. It's, it's understandable, began, yeah. Um, you know, you know, people are still trying to get their chemistry yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's not even their full chemistry, it's just getting themselves, you know, off on the right foot. Um, you know, they're not preparing for the playoffs or anything like that yet. Uh yeah. so I do think like for instance a great example is the Celtics. Now they're very deep from last year. Their bench carried them into the playoffs and into the fine into the uh conference finals. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a great example is using that. Brad Stevens is going to have, you know, a lot on his plate to deal with, mm-hmm. giving people the right amount of minutes, making people feel like their value is, you know, especially for the players who played last year in the playoffs. Um, you know, they, they felt like they, they earned their value. They've earned their minutes and they, you know, are, you know, their time to be, you know, on the court that they believe that they should be on for. Uh so you know, I think he's he has a huge he has a huge um he, he has a huge obstacle to overcome with coaching them, but yeah. he's a he's a brilliant coach. He's done pl- plenty of great things, especially the last year, bringing a team with what was supposed to be said, yeah, no, no superstars, no superstars to the That's conference finals fair. and yep. and challenging LeBron just Ooh, the way they minutes. did. So, you know, I think he's going to be, I think they're going to be okay just for one example to be used. And uh, it, but I do like watching how it's playing right now. I like offense. I love defense, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. just seeing the high flying ball game that's going on right now with all the teams, with their incredible passing, and, you know, just finessing. We, we got to get
2: some
0: stops out here, you know? <laughs> yeah
1: but everything'll come around. Like yeah, you it'll said. come around. No, all the all the teams are just get get gathering everything together, you know, figuring out who's going to be starting, who's, you know, who who's coming off the bench. Yeah. Um and it's it, it's it it'll just come. It, it just comes naturally. So, I'm not too worried about it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh we're going to do power rankings real quick. Uh All right. First uh you had the list I do. Yes, right. I do. All right. Uh, all right. I'll just say it off the, for the audience. Uh, Golden State, one. Toronto, two. Celtics, three. New Orleans, four. Utah, uh, Houston, five. Utah, six. Denver Nuggets, seven. Milwaukee, eight. Portland, nine. And then the 76ers is 10. Uh, do you agree with this top 10, or what would you
1: have and why? you know, I don't agree with it. 100% honestly. Mm -hmm. So for my take on it, what I would have at, at number one, I would keep golden state there. Yeah. But at number two, most definitely the Celtics. Celtics are definitely, in my opinion, the number two team. Nobody has the same bench as them. Like I was saying previously. Um, and just the depth of their talent is incredible. Uh, Look, for number three, 13, I will put. I would actually, yeah, I would flip flop Boston Toronto. I think Toronto just haven't acquired Kwai. They, they, they probably like the had second,
0: that because the uh, the Celtics lost them.
1: Maybe, yeah, that would that could make sense. But just having Toronto acquire Quai, yeah. just one player, he's so unique on the floor. You know his his ball handling skills are incredible. Um, he he can penetrate any sort of defense.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you know he's just a different. He's just a player it's so unique. It's hard to guard him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know I definitely would have Toronto at an easy number three. Uh, probably number four. I would probably even put the Rockets up there. I'd probably take New Orleans out. New Orleans out, and put Houston. Yeah. And then I would probably put um. I'd probably put 76ers as number six, uh, Trailblazers as seven. Actually, I might put Milwaukee as seven. Mm -hmm. Put them down, you know, put them off a notch. Uh, And then put Trailblazers as as eight, Nuggets as nine, and then put the Jazz as ten.
0: All right. Uh, So, for me... Uh, I think I would have the Nuggets higher. Uh, I Basically, I they probably do the power rankings by week, so the games last week. Uh, mm-hmm. So I agree with Golden. I, w- I would actually, because Golden State lost to the Nuggets. on They lost on Sunday. So I don't think I would have them number one. Maybe I have Toronto or something, Toronto or New, New Orleans. So I have probably Toronto as number one because they're undefeated right now. And then, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd probably go Toronto, uh Golden State. I'd probably have uh Celtics. Yes. New uh New Orleans and then uh Rockets. I'd put the Nuggets up higher cuz they got a good win against Golden State Warriors, so I have mm-hmm. them higher. Uh, I like what Milwaukee is and uh I'd probably have the Jazz. The Jazz would probably be 10 for me. Like, under okay. There, so I'd probably yeah. switch that. And you know, 76ers nine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, we're gonna do the Make It Rain Award. Basically, Make It Rain Award is for uh, NBA player who shot 50% from the floor, 50, hey. uh, at least 50% from three. Uh, Making it rain. Making it a rain on the court. So <laughs> basically, you know, our uh, candidates were Yogi Ferrell, J.J. Redick. Clay Thompson and James Harden, and this was for preseason. And mm-hmm. uh, the winner of the Make It Rain Award went to J.J. Redick. Uh, he went 10 for 10, 7 for 7 <laughs> from 3. The man I, had 28 dude. points against the Mavericks. And, you know, he didn't miss. He didn't miss. Dude, I,
1: dude, I feel J.J. is an underrated player, especially for his shooting. First He's shooting a really kick, good shooter. You know, I got a soft spot for JJ because he's, he's he's a he's a ride or die kind of guy. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna play all for forty minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, he, he's a he's a great player. Um, you know, any sort of team that has him, he's gonna fulfill his role. He's gonna he's always gonna put his foot out there. He's gonna put his best foot out there. Um, so you know, just having JJ for the 76 sixers is just a it, it, they're gonna he's gonna help them a lot. But, uh,
0: definitely well deserved. <laughs> well, I I want to thank you for coming on this podcast today. Uh it was dude, this was great. Yeah, it was no, amazing. Yeah. you, Yo, you of come, course, come back. Come back. Yeah, no, of course, but, yeah. yeah, I would love to uh, get back on here. All right, I'm going to give you 30 seconds cuz I'm trying to get this under an hour.
1: Uh anything mm-hmm. you
0: want to say before before you leave?
1: Oh man. Um well, a lot of people are saying from last game, last Lakers game, that LeBron he uh, he um, kind of choked.
2: Yeah. But you
1: know, I don't believe any of that. So I hope nobody else does either. You know, for all the LeBron haters out there, you know he's gonna he's gonna show you why he went to LA, and you know LA is gonna be on the come up. I'm a huge LeBron fan. Uh, you know, I am a biased resource when it comes to anything LeBron related, but I'm proud of that because LeBron, in my eyes, is the greatest player out there. So, um, and Dimitri, just want to say thank you for having me on this podcast. I hope to be back soon. Yeah. Come back anytime,
0: uh, dude. A spot is always welcome for you.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. It's a lot of fun. I I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. A lot of
0: fun. Peace out to all the fans. You know, you can check out episode six. Uh, It'll be released soon on, you know, Make It Rain. Make It Rain Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Check out Make It Rain Podcast on iTunes. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you for the next episode. So, peace out and have a good night. Bye, everyone.